Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When when did that or when did that happen? When we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay. Now I don't I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one moth-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us today, we have very special guests Gary Roby and Victoria Laguna from Harry Potter Minute. Welcome, oh. you guys. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm Hello. so excited that we get to be on the show. I've been listening to Lord of the Rings Minute since you guys started. I was, I think the reason that I reached out to Scott to do Harry Potter minute was after the announcement you guys made at the end of their last season on back to the future part two. Yeah. It's like, Oh, these guys are going to be doing this for about as long as we will. If we take on this franchise, like, I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's yeah, we're excited. Off. We're excited to have you guys on. Yeah, well, we're excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. Our, our yeah. fellow magical minute brethren. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the sister podcast the sister. is I've been calling it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Minute 76, which starts with Aragorn kind of hoisting up Frodo uh, and ends with a moth fluttering towards Gandalf. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I want to point out about this minute and just like kind of briefly talk about is how convincing that very steady held shot sweeping over Isengard, uh, Isengard really is. Mm -hmm. Because that is a miniature, quote unquote, built in a full size rugby field with holes dug out of it and a bunch of miniatures set up. Yeah. What? That's amazing. I had no idea. I really. They built it in a rugby field. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. I really love that shot, the sweeping shot that we get of uh, Isengard for the first time and. and well, not for the first time, but for the first time since, like, the war machine has started churning and, like, everything's right. being torn apart. Like, right. uh, And the music cue It's been a day here. and all the trees are gone. Yeah. Yes. Well, has yes. it been a day? I don't it's know. It's been a day. Maybe. Like, well, he it does looks have like a, it's been a day. He does have a lot of orcs. That's true. Yes. <laughs> a lot of orcs just hiding underground. Right. Mm -hmm springing out from the, like we'll talk about that later <laughs> like movie wise if you're watching this it looks like a day has gone by it's so hard to keep track of the timeline for this movie right but i would assume that it's maybe been a week a week since we left since since the, the last time we saw isengard oh 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 
but that doesn't gel with the Brie stuff. Right. So it, it can only have been like maybe two a few days. days. And well, he's like built towers and a forge okay, and so dug out all this it stuff. It depends on if we are on the same day. Like, you know how movies right. will jump around a right. little bit? Until they could, the timelines yeah. converge. I mean, in this minute, Sam says it's six days to Rivendell. Right. So this could be from like the same day that they get to Rivendell. That's true. Well, no, because Gandalf is, well, Gandalf's in Rivendell when Frodo wakes up. Right. Which is a month from now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. So, you know, that maybe works. But like, if you're just watching the movie and trying to track how long it's been, it looks like it's been a day. Right. It's definitely what it feels like. Last I was... time we saw it. it was... Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, one of the things that I that I was telling Victoria off mic that I found really interesting is that, like, the pacing of this movie does seem a lot faster, because, uh, especially compared to doing um, Harry Potter for so long. Um, the cuts happen a lot more rapidly, and so you really have this sense of, like, now that things are happening in the movie, like, the pace is really, like, picked up. Especially because, like, yeah. we have our heroes are on the run, and, like, you can see that, like, war is coming and developing, and very action-y sequences, and sequences abound. Right. It's like a like a real war machine has been roused in Isengard because mm -hmm. he starts this so fast. Yeah. Well, I how mean, long has he been waiting? Like, how long has he been preparing this? How long has he been getting ready to just like decide now it's time to tear the trees down? Well, he's been waiting for the the um he's been waiting for the go ahead from Sauron, right? Yeah. Maybe he's been just, like, hollowing out everything from within the Earth, and then when they finally were done, he was just like, okay, let's rip it all apart and expose these, yeah. like, mind structures that we've built. Yeah. Because the orcs have been hiding there... For, uh, for a while. A while. Mm. What news from the eye, my lord? Yeah. What does the Dark Lord command? Yeah. Just like, what news from the eye? I think that's <laughs> a funny line. <laughs> but... I really, I've always loved this this effect shot. And Richard Taylor in the uh, design commentary says that, to his knowledge, this is one of the longest sustained visual effect shot in any movie. Wow. Because huh. this shot is over a minute long. Right. Because it starts here and then continues. We go to Gandalf and then from Gandalf we go down, down over. Yeah. yeah. So this is like an over one minute long shot that's just looking at the visual effects. And it really holds up, at least on a smaller screen. Because on our big screen through our Blu-ray player, not the copy we're watching yeah. on the computer, you can see some things, especially in like the way some of the little orc guys are moving, right. that it's like, okay, I can tell that those are digital dudes. And that maybe these are like small wooden like structures. Yeah. But Definitely, like, on a smaller screen and not, like, up to that quality. This really holds up. Yeah. Because this is, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, watching watching this on my laptop has been pretty amazing. I really re I really love this scene, this whole shot anyway, just with the, uh, like, following the moth. And we'll, we'll follow it more into the next minute, like, when it dips back into the into the underbelly of Isengard. But yeah. I always am so, it's like a roller coaster, that dive that we're going to take next minute. Yeah. This is... Um, I was going to say, like, because they have the, the bigature, yeah. the mines, and then they have Orthanc, which they also made, like, a, a really big miniature of, but it's just... In this scene, it's pure CGI, right? Yeah, in this scene, there's... It's digital, and then as it gets closer, 
there's like some miniature of the lower down part and then digital up top, digital through until it lands on, until the moth gets to Gandalf and then it's a set. Right. And then from there it goes back to being digital. So like there's a lot going on in the scene between miniatures and digital effects. Like all the orcs are digital, the moth's digital, or thanks digital. Yeah. And when um when you see Gandalf from far away, it's a CG Gandalf. It's a CG Gandalf and then next minute what? it'll morph into real <laughs> Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, I think it's when the moth crosses the threshold of like the spikes on top of Orthag, mm. it becomes set and a real Gandalf. Yeah. And the transition isn't really catchable. Yeah, it's, it's really, really well seamless. done. It's really, really well done. Because the camera's also yeah, out of focus on Gandalf, yeah. it's focused on the moth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the moth is a really good digital effect. Yeah. And then in his hand, yeah, it's, next very minute, convincing. it's a real one. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the moth is, is very convincing. And the beginning of this minute is just the the hobbits shuffling through the woods with Strider carrying Frodo. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, hold on, Frodo. And then the first thing Frodo shouts out in his dreamlike pain state is Gandalf. Gandalf. Yeah, and that's when we which cut is to a great this. I like transition. that transition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I very made a good. note that uh, at the very beginning of this minute, when um, Aragorn picks Frodo up. He tells him, or he he mentions that he's that that he needs elvish medicine. I don't know if that was like the tail end of the minute before from last week, or yeah, yeah. that's the very last bit of the previous minute. Yeah, mm. yes, he needs Carries elvish medicine, and then he yeah. scoops him up. Yeah. yeah, and they all they all follow Strider. I uh, I do really like that transition that Frodo shouts for Gandalf because in in his in his Hobbit mind. Who else would know what to do in this situation but Gandalf, the like, right. most powerful worldly person that Frodo's ever met? Well, plus they were like, he, I imagine that Frodo's been thinking a lot about Gandalf because they were supposed to meet up with him and Bree. Yeah. And she's probably now very worried about where Gandalf yeah, is. Yeah, they haven't heard anything from him since because, you know, he's been trapped up on like wizard jail. So, yeah. <laughs> wizard jail. Wizard jail. He lost their wizard fight. Yeah. He did. He lost it hard. <laughs> he, oh, he did. That impact was awful. It's it's not even really a fight. No, it's just... He, like, no. trips Saruman once, and then Saruman's like, all right, squirt. <laughs> I can, um... I You were talking last week about how the music is the only music in the trilogy, right? That's in 5-4. Yeah, it's the only theme that's in 5-4 is yeah. Isengard. and I think that's really cool. You can really... Because it does sound very alien, because yeah. people aren't used to hearing stuff in 5-4. Yeah, and it goes along really well with, like, the industry. Yeah. Like, with the, the beating of drums and the beating of metal. Yeah. But it's not so... I mean, it's it's very regular, because it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. But there's that extra beat that yeah. causes you to cause it, like, pay attention to it. Yeah. Uh, which is really... I've always loved this theme. Yeah, it's really I, cool. The Isengard theme is, like ominous and threatening without being like really overbearing yeah yeah i would say it's, it's definitely it's just one of my a little favorites. different yeah it doesn't overshadow the uh the ring wraith theme no it doesn't and it doesn't overshadow like the fellowship theme it right. doesn't like it doesn't take anything away from anything else it doesn't like way overshadow or way outdo anything else mm -hmm. it's just but it's our villain theme yeah, for this yeah. movie it's our secondary villain theme yeah is this the first because time the that primary. we've heard this theme in this movie? No. 
Uh, we hear, I, I think we hear this Isengard theme for the first time in the minutes from last week. Okay. Because yeah. the Isengard theme before this, I think, is slightly different. I think it's subdued when Gandalf arrives in Isengard. Right. So it might still be the 5-4 theme, but it's not as loud. I think it's, yeah, it's a lot more subtle. And then when you have this shot with the moth, uh, it's like, it, it's in its full, like, Crescendo. Glory. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. when Gandalf rides up to Saruman in at Orthanc, I don't think there's the big da da da. No, no, it's not nearly as bombastic. I don't think. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's not like the big beat, but I think some of the the arrangement is still there. Mm. I think it, when the orcs show up in the previous minute, we start hearing it. We start hearing it, and yeah. then it kind of it starts builds. to play over the trees being torn down. Yeah, or. Not the previous minute, but this... The previous week. Yeah. I don't remember. It's hard to Through the track. last few minutes. It's hard to keep track. I'm editing like three different weeks at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Right. I feel bad. <laughs> we're trying to... You know, it's the holidays, so we're trying to get as much ahead you done... You know the struggle. ...as we can. I totally know yeah. the struggle. <laughs> so so this, this minute is really mostly just like effect shots, which right. we've talked about already pretty heavily. So... How, what's your guys' background with Lord of the Rings? Like, how'd you become fans? Uh, I, I was introduced to the Lord of the Rings books by my uncle. Um, he had me, he encouraged me to read The Hobbit at a pretty young age. I, I, I had gotten into Harry Potter when I was like seven or eight or something like that. And, uh, I think I read all the books like right before the movies came out. So we went and saw all the movies like in the theater and uh, I absolutely loved them. I watched them like a million times over. And then um, I think I got the extended editions for like, as like Christmas gifts from family as well. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was just very present in like the things that I was consuming at that age. I, I was rereading Harry Potter a lot and I was rewatching the, 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 these movies all the time. What about you, Victoria? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, un unfortunately, I come from a family that's not um, really big readers. Uh, but I did have a cousin who was very much in the fantasy, and he introduced me to Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit books uh, and the, the Cimmerillion. And I've read all of those uh, at a pretty young age when I was still in high school. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I read all of them. And then I went and saw the movies, loved all the movies. Um, actually saw the last movie on a date with the guy I'm with now. I've been with him for 13 years and that was very oh, wow. early on. We went and saw, we went and saw the third one together. Uh, but I, I absolutely love Lord of the Rings. Frodo is one of my many obsessions. I, mm -hmm. I, I am a person of, of obsess and I have many Frodo, uh, collectibles in my home as well as many other things. Gary can tell you. Yeah, Victoria's a hardcore <laughs> collector, and she has the creepiest Frodo, like, doll. Oh, leave my doll alone. It's so <laughs> scary. That I have a Frodo doll. He's maybe, like, he's a 12-inch doll. They made them of several of the characters when the first movie came out. I definitely, I'm pretty sure it's for Fellowship. A 12-inch uh, Hobbit doll. That's, like, third scale. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost there. Um... And he thinks it's so creepy. And, and granted, it is kind of creepy. Yeah, compared to some of the other like collectible things that you have that look more. I know, but authentic. it was a gift because I love okay. Frodo. So I, I have all the, I have every Frodo from like every movie that they made, figure wise. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't. They're just. Me. 
hidden away <laughs> and I, know, I don't have space for yes. everything i have a lot of stuff <laughs> lots and lots of stuff but uh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a huge huge lord of the rings fan and i actually bared with some really and actually read that i know a lot of people uh can't really get into it uh but it's not my favorite but i i can say that i read it yeah <laughs> that's about how i can about as much as i can say about it yeah well, there's a lot of good individual stories, but it's essentially just like a history book. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. how it feels whenever I've tried to read it, too. It's like picking up it's, a textbook. Ex yes. Exactly. And, and sometimes textbooks can be a little tedious. So, I mean, at, at times it was like, okay, can I bail right. out on this book? <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll finish reading a terrible book. Uh, so I, I didn't have any I problems. Call it a I wouldn't call book. it terrible. No, I'm just saying I've I've finished terrible books. Sure, I've finished all kind of <laughs> like Johnny Tremaine. I don't know if anyone's read that, but that's like the worst book ever. I, hate I have no book. problem abandoning a book that I'm not into. No, I don't know. I have, I have to, to finish I it read through so much. Though. No matter what it is, it could be anything, and I have to finish yeah. it. Yeah, It'll I'm like me. that too. I need I need closure. It will bother me to no degree. <laughs> If it, like, if a book doesn't grab me, though, in the first, like, I'll give it, like, 100 pages. If it doesn't do that for me, I'm just not gonna yeah. that I, with it. But, like, that I understand. The worst, thing a book, yeah, the worst thing a book can do to you is be really engaging and really interesting up until a plot twist, and then oh, be crap. Exactly. It's, like, the worst thing a book can do to you. Hey, like I you're, finished like breaking you're already through. halfway through. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I read all of those. So. I read all of them. So, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just yes, outed myself you did you just outed yourself there <laughs> Wait a whatever i know gary, it. <laughs> gary uh picks on me all the time because in my massive dvd towers unfortunately i do own all of the movies because they were a gift from my mother mm -hmm. uh and he's he's so ashamed of me i'm not ashamed of you <laughs> you know you have used that word disappointed before me. disappointed okay it's I'm not angry. <laughs> I'm not, i was disappointed <laughs> yes i have uh i have all the books i have all the movies unfortunately uh my hey, mom's the, the cast commentary on that first movie is really funny oh my god it's amazing you, you know i've never i've never bothered with the commentary for that movie Oh, Watch the cast commentary yeah, for the first Twilight it's, movie. It's um, worth it. Okay. It's, oh, okay. Ah, uh, what's I can't. Robert Pattinson, <laughs> Pattinson and Kristen Stewart just make fun of the movie the whole time. And it's the director who got fired, so it's oh, like the greatest. Ooh, it's the greatest thing awesome. I've ever. <laughs> How funny! It's a good time. It's, uh, that sounds it's a good time. entertaining. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes yeah, commentaries can really be. Entertaining. I I love all the commentaries for Lord of the Rings, although sitting through the the design commentary can be tedious. Yes. Uh, oh, I believe but, it. The, the Harry cast Potter, is a riot. Sorcerer's Stone, there's only, like, part of a director comment. Like, it's not spoken all the way through. There's just, like, a couple places where Chris Columbus, like, interjects on what's going on. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot to, like, chew from from there beyond him, like, pointing out family members that he stick it stuck in the movie and things like that. Which is still <laughs> really fun, but, like, not quite what I wanted from it. Right. <laughs> well, you guys oh. have the whole wealth of... Because J.K. Rowling just, like, won't stop... Right, exactly. so you have that that wealth of information. Yeah, Pottermore between Pottermore and the Harry Potter wiki page, like in the yeah. books, like there's just so much. Right, so much. That no, I'm really thankful that there's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really thankful there's like four commentaries per movie because then it's just like okay, well, you know, research has basically been done for us. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Well, no, because you have to look up, you know, if they... We have to look up book differences here and there. Right. Oh, sure. But, like, a, a vast majority of, like, the research of how the movie was made has been done and presented, and it's there. Yeah, and there's, like, several other documentaries that I want to track down, too. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely. exciting. Um, but I think that about wraps it up for this minute. I think it does. Sweet deal. All right. So you can find us. We're from the website duelinggenre.com and uh, like us on Facebook, and we have a listener group. Um, and thank you, Gary and Victoria, for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.